And it was tough. It always sucks losing to the Lakers. No one likes to see that. But over the last two weeks, the Jazz have raised over $400,000 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation with their game night with the Utah Jazz. They announced a long-term extension for Coach Quinn Snyder. They announced that the Five for the Fight campaign in partnership with Qualtrics, the patch on the jerseys, which, by the way, is the only one in the NBA that is raising money for a cause and not just putting money into someone else's coffers. I didn't know that. That's awesome. It's extending through 2023. So cool. They've raised over $24 million that way because Jazz fans are donating 5 bucks. It's a, it's incredible. Jazz fans should be applauded for that. They have been awarded the All-Star Game in 2023. That's exciting. So cool. Yeah. It'll be the 30th year anniversary since Stockton and Malone were co-MVPs yeah. downtown here at the, at the then Delta Center. They then yesterday launched the Lead Together campaign in conjunction with a bunch of local colleges and other professional sports teams talking about uh, fan behavior, how that you got to be loud, you got to be boisterous, you got to be passionate, but you need to be respectful and choose your words carefully. I'm just so proud today of the Jazz organization and how not only are they putting together a really competitive basketball team, but the stuff they're doing for the community and the stuff the community does in conjunction with the Jazz it's a it's a day to be proud of uh, this state and this and this city for sure. Just wanted to take a moment and say that. That's very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, and then we've got great sponsors like Mark Miller Subaru who and, keep it going. And then we've got the the Kings in town tonight, right? The Kings are here. It is the first game since 1998 that the Jazz will wear those purple mountain jerseys. No way. Yeah, it's going to be so jerseys. awesome. And the court is down. And I went in there yesterday, and I know they had a big open house with fans and stuff last week. I couldn't be at that. But I walked in there yesterday and just took a moment. And growing up a diehard jazz fan. Yeah, you just remember those. And that those were the years. Yeah. And just seeing that years. turquoise yeah. bouncing off my corneas and cones. <laughs> it really just It got it me a little bit, man. Yeah, that's it cool. did. It made me think about my, my grandparents, my siblings, my parents, yeah, really my neighbors, back a lot my of friends. Good memories. Oh, the smells all flooded back into my – oh, it was amazing. Yeah. So Very make cool. sure you come on down, if you can, tonight for the purple jerseys, the purple mountain jerseys. It's quote-unquote hashtag mountain time. Mountain time. So, and I would have guessed that Mountain Mike will be better – very quickly than he has been in the first two games. All right, uh, let's get out to the phone lines. 855-340-ZONE. Give us a call. Be entered to win some movie passes. And Mike is next on the show. Thanks for uh, indulging me for a moment. Mike, how are you? Good. How are you? We're great. Thanks for calling in. I just uh, want to say that the only uh, channel I listen to, actually, that my truck ever hears is uh, 87 The Zone. Austin Horton and the crew down there, them with Monson and everybody. Thanks, Mike. I mean, you guys are the best. That's so nice of you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the jazz go, you know, I see these guys. I work at the, at the Huntsman, and I see them, uh, all the stuff they do. If you're not a jazz fan in Utah, I don't know what's going on, but uh, <laughs> I see them up at the Huntsman all the time and all the extra stuff they do, and I can't see anybody that plays any harder than them. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're going to do They're gonna do good. But, uh you guys were talking about this track stuff, you know, and um, I was listening to that, and it, uh, my wife, she takes the tracks um, about every day now, and she's got a really nice car, so but she chooses to take the tracks. And I think a lot of stuff that you were talking about, and it's, it is a pick and choose um, about, like, where you work and where you live and, and to make it more accessible, 
definitely need to expand like that because if it's accessible and it works for you, like I used to take it to uh, City Creek and I jump on it at 72, get off of City Creek and walk right in. So it's a matter of where you, you know, where you live and where you work. She takes it to the university. And I think one of the things, the university, they got terrible parking up there. Yeah. I mean, to, to get a place to park up here is terrible. Yes. But uh, she can get right off and, and walk right into her job site within a few minutes. Um, so it works out really good for her. So it's a matter of, you know, where you pick and choose. And then the, the front runner, same thing. She would take it all the way down to Provo. And especially in the winter, I mean, there's your plus right there. You try to drive to Provo in the winter. You're not going to do it in the same amount of time. Right. No, that's a good so, idea. Yeah. But, good point. Yeah. I think uh, what they need to do is like exactly what you said, make it more affordable. I don't know why some of these companies don't uh, buy into all that and say, okay, we got X amount of employees working up here, this and that. Can we buy package deals for the employees and, and save money there and then get a lot of the employees buying into that where they have less cars going there and then also um, – they ha- they would get a, a discount rate, you know, to to go to that job site to, to go to the, where they work. I think that's a great idea. Those are all great ideas. Yeah, yeah, per- uh, good point, Mike. Uh, thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, I recall uh, a Bay Area company. They wanted their employees, and look, there's different politic uh, following there than there is here, but they wanted their employees to use public transportation more often. Mm-hmm. for environmental reasons and and they so what they did is they started charging $25 a day to park in the parking garage ouch that'll to, add even up quickly. To, to an employee yeah so and yet then they would sell them a pass a public transportation pass for $25 for a year so it was in conjunction with the city and the state and they got these passes steeply, steeply discounted, yeah, and it made it a no-brainer for their employees to buy the pass, the $25 pass, and take public transit to and from work. When they ran into an issue and they had to disbar, disband this campaign is the public transportation only got oh, it was only good so far along the commute, and then it you had to wait for a bus, oh. take a bus to the so to work, and fully... people were always late and missing work and calling out sick. Yeah, so it was a good idea in principle. And to Mike's point, these companies could get in contact with UETA or whatever the government and work out a discount deal, get their employees a pass, and help them make it that way. But the uh, last mile problem still exists. You you got to have the access, right? They've got to build out the infrastructure first, and then people will start using it more. And then you can get these companies or, or big, you know, because I think the University of Utah does something where the students can buy a, a pass discounted. At least it was when I went to school. Yeah, there. for sure. Um, and and I've heard of. I think all the schools do it. Yeah, actually, and yeah. I've heard of of companies too that um, I, I think Goldman Sachs does that. There okay. I have some friends that work downtown that they get uh, discounted, uh, you know, tracks passes and things like that. But yeah, if you, if you can't can't get to the station if it if it doesn't work for your lifestyle and for your schedule really it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be used and i think 
public transport is really going to be the way of the future because I was just reading an article, um, and I'm glad that um, our caller mentioned this, um, especially with making it more affordable, that everybody was was betting on car sharing and ride sharing and all these things that, you know, all these hot new technologies were going to come in and replace public transport to where you'd have, you know, 10,000 cars downtown basically sitting in parking lots that you can use whenever well, that never really turned into reality. And in fact, yeah. a lot of these companies are shutting down in bigger cities, in Portland, in Seattle, in places where they do have the density, where you think this something like this would work. It, it still doesn't. You still need the, the trains. You still need the buses. You still need um, you know, public transit to, to replace cars or else the, um, the traffic issues are just going to continue. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and something else Mike pointed out is I have heard a lot of horror stories about parking up at the University of Utah. Oh, it's it's brutal. And it's it was I, brutal ten years ago. When I, my understanding is they don't have a cap on the number of passes they sell. Oh, they don't. They just sell anybody a pass right. and not have enough space. So why would that be? Like, of course you're not going to find a spot. Sounds like a good profit making. Uh. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. And then these people that work up there around around the campus at the hospitals or whatever. Yeah. People are using those parking structures to then walk down the hill to school or whatever, and then they don't have a spot to park at work. It's oh. a it's a disaster. It's got to be fixed up there. Yeah. And one of those things that can fix it is more people taking public transit. Now, if you work up at the U, Trex goes right to the hospital up yeah. there and with stops along campus along the way. But uh, what if you don't – Trex doesn't go back – doesn't take you back home. Yeah, Where are you going to park your car to get on the tracks? I don't know. Yeah, so. yeah. If you don't work or live, you know, around the university or downtown, there's not that great of access to tracks. You right. Know? Yeah, you're you're having to drive to the front runner station, park your car there, get on front runner, then get on tracks, then go up the hill. Yeah. But what if that makes no sense for you to go, or or you're going somewhere else on your way back, or exactly, you know, you're, right. you're having to leave your car there? So it's. So, and, and look, this is more, this will be a worse problem in the future if we don't do something now along the ways. I guess, I'm not saying it's time to panic and reelect entire new officials and all that, but it's time to maybe start looking at it a little better. Well, we need to keep investing in it, you know. We're, yes. We're pouring billions into roads and into, and into you know, construction and upkeep and maintenance, but we're not spending that much. I mean, I know they're they're spending a lot of money to service the debt they already have with UTA, but yeah. they're not spending much to build new service or to put out new buses and, and, and more routes and things like that. I mean, that's really where they need to focus on. And whether it's going to be new taxes or whether it's going to the traffic's going to get to the point where it's so bad that people start demanding it, I don't know which one's going to come first. But Yeah, I don't either. And uh, if we're going to be having the Winter Olympics here again, when is that, 2030, 2030 that they're aiming for? I've heard that they're aiming for, yeah. Or 34. Probably 2030. 30 yeah. or 34, yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's that seems like a long time away. It's 11 years. But it takes time to build this stuff yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I remember when they started expanding I-15 yeah. ahead of the O2 Olympics. It was like 1997, Yeah, it was a couple of years before. and it, it took that long. Yeah. And then, like, two years after the Olympics had been here, we needed to expand it to again. To do it again. And it's like, wait, wait a second. And that, I swear that Utah County has been under construction since 1948. In perpetuity. It yes. was just <laughs> they just are continually, they finish it, and they're like, well, time to start it again. Yeah, well, we did this section. Now we're going to move on to this section. Then we got to rebuild the first section. To, <laughs> and yeah, it's because our weather is tough here. 
the weather's tough. The, the population's growing. We're very bad at planning for the future. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're very bad at wanting to spend money on yes. these types of things. Yes. So it's it's a it's a trade off. You get you get this if you pay a little more taxes. If you don't, then you deal with it. Well, I just don't understand why. I mean, they built out all that new stuff around Point of the Mountain in Lehigh, right? Why didn't they build out a track station already? Now yes. you're going to have to tear out what they've already built yep. to bring something. It just it makes no sense. And uh, yeah, I would rather drive through downtown Baghdad than Lehigh <laughs> than have to get off at the Thanksgiving Point exit ever again. My my in laws live in Cedar Hills. Okay, so when we get off, that's how that's where we have to go. Yeah, we get off at the Thanksgiving Point exit, and we go east. Yeah, but have you tried to do that recently? Not recently, but it it's, is a war zone. It's because without it the was bullets so bad. flying. Yeah, no, but no one is happy with one another. Yeah. It's every man for himself, and you have to have the mentality of the samurai <laughs> to, get <laughs> to get through, through there. there. Yeah. You have to accept death, yeah. and that is going to happen. Or else you will just die. <laughs> like the samurai mentality is required before you're allowed to get off the uh, the freeway at Thanksgiving Point. So good luck to Traverse Parkway down there. Yeah, I don't know how their customer numbers are looking. I would assume they're good, but all even going east is a problem. If you tried to go west towards Thanksgiving Point, forget about that it's because just... there's a there's a Maverick and a JCW's there and a lot of food and they're great and JCW's is great and I use Maverick all the time. But once you use them to get back to I-15, you can't. You have to go all the way west around and then come back. You have to go almost to the gardens over there. Yes. Yeah. It's a disaster. Yeah. And it's new. That's what I was about to say. (laughs) It's new. They didn't have to go like around (laughs) stuff that was already there. It's just this wasn't. This is not an old road down there. So it's it's amazing. Uh, Tesla. This this article says Elon Musk must be a dog person. You guys are big dog people at Subaru. Oh, I love dogs. I'm a big dog person as well. Uh, it, but they've Tesla has this thing called dog mode, and uh, CarAndDriver.com did a test of dog mode in Tesla, where what happens is you've got your dog in the car. Before you leave the car, you turn on the infotainment center. You turn on dog mode. Then you leave. You lock the car and you go. And what this does is it recognizes the dog in the vehicle. It regulates the temperature inside the car. Because this is an electric vehicle, it's not running the gasoline and ruining the environment by keeping your car idling with the air conditioner or heater running. Mm -hmm. And then on this big giant screen, it says in big bold letters, I'm fine. My owner will be back soon. It's in dog mode. Yeah, don't worry. The AC is on. Or And it shows the temperature yeah. inside the car. Yeah. This is pretty cool stuff. But I would still recommend. I don't know if I'd trust it. Not trusting it fully. Right. Yeah. Like, if you don't have to take your pet with you somewhere, don't. That's my suggestion. Don't. Why would your pet... They like riding in the car. I understand that. But why do they want to sit in a parking lot even with the AC on? I mean, I could just see people using this with their kids and just for stuff that it's not designed for, right? Like It's I, playing with fire. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, let's say and, – and I remember there being an issue with this a while back where – I think we talked about it on the show where there was – like if you left it in auto mode, it was fine. But if you went to like manually turn the fan on to the high setting – 
it would turn off after 15 yes. minutes. Yeah. And then it wouldn't really let let you know. And then you'd come back and it would be 90 degrees in your car and your dog's almost dying. And it's, yeah, it, it, it did get a little scary for a few people. So, um, like anything, you know, be careful. Don't don't just trust technology blindly. Right. And that's the, like, it's cool. It's a great idea. And as long as it works, terrific. But maybe I'm just a paranoid skeptic. But I would I would think that the one time it's not going to work is the time I needed to work. Yeah, well, I don't even, like, because, you know, we have remote start in our cars, and we could leave our dog in there with the remote start going, but I don't even yeah. trust that. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, what happens if the car just turns off? What? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, and they did, they, by the way, they've been working on safer uh, ways for these types of uh, vehicles. Like, people will drive them home, and because it's not, loud it's not a combustion engine it's very quiet and silent really they'll forget to turn the car off yeah and yeah. then big problems happen from there so just uh there needs to be better uh, and by i'm talking about the hybrids because the hybrid it'll run that electric until the battery dies and then what happens the car is still on it kicks it into kicks combustion mm-hmm. and then you get carbon monoxide mm-hmm. poisoning so there's a lot of the technology is amazing but it's not a uh safe a full proof uh, 100% of the time trust it type thing yet. But it's cool. It's a cool thing. It is a cool thing. It's it's, it's another gimmick that they add to the... Yeah, that's a good <laughs> word for it, yeah. Eight five five three four zero zone If you want to enter to win the movie passes, all you got to do is call and share a comment, a question, a story with us. 855-340-ZONE, like our good friend Bill is doing right now. Hi, Bill. What's up, Bill? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Doing well. Now, before you uh, go on, you called last week and you had been in an accident... And uh, in a parking lot, and they had said your lights weren't on, but you had them in auto. Is there an update to that story? Well, I had them in auto. It was 9.30 at night, and it was dark. And my insurance company has told me that they're not charging me with any part of the accident. But uh, they're trying to get the full payment from the other company because uh, the other company still doesn't want to pay the full amount. Because they so, they hit you, but yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I remember this. Yeah, it's kind, yeah. It's kind of in limbo. It's a it's a seven hundred and fifty dollar. Uh, uh, that's what it's going to cost. It, it was a minor accident, but uh, I only got two hundred and fifty one dollars. Oh jeez. So, uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. My insurance company is really good. I sounds like it's, it. Yeah. Uh, it's a new company. Uh, can I mention their name sure. or no? Yeah, why not? It's uh, it's called Root R O O T, and uh, what they do is they they determine your um, your rate based on logarithms on how you drive. Okay. And uh, they score you from from one to ten. Uh, I've I've been running between a, a seven and an eight, so I I mean I've been doing doing good, but. Uh, but it it took my it lowered my car insurance by one hundred and sixty dollars a month. Wow, that's awesome. Which which was which was a great thing. Cool. I called about you talking about the traffic down in at the Thanksgiving accident in Lehigh, and I I thought I'd give you a solution that that a friend of mine had who lived in New York City. Uh, he, he had an older car. He was tired of dealing with the traffic, so he took a hammer to his to his car and a couple different colors of spray paint and uh, <laughs> beat, beat his car and painted it 
and he said that uh, as long as he followed the buses, he could make through tra- make it through traffic hours ahead of time from what he did before. <laughs> Just by so, beating the hell out of his car. By 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 doing that and putting the spray paint on it, it looked like his car looked like it had been in an accident or two or three. And people just stayed away from oh, him. I they see. let him through. I see. <laughs> like, I'm not getting anywhere close to this guy. There's He's an gonna... anarchist coming up behind <laughs> yeah. me. I'm going to move over. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's not yeah that, that, that was his solution. But uh, I had I had an idea for a car, but I don't I, for a solution to, like, the pet problem in the car and things like that. But I don't know if a company would ever come up with that. I thought it would be great if built into – like each of the front doors, possibly. Uh, along with the window going up and down, they had a, a separate track, and they had like a a grate that people couldn't reach through or a mesh that people couldn't reach through or cut or anything, but it would allow air to come in and circulate in the car. Okay. Um, all they'd have to do is hit another power button and put that up, let their window down, and, and off they go. So kind of like but, a screen, uh, a weather screen. But yeah, it's yeah, Teflon tough. You can't cut through it. I see. Yeah, I mean, if they, they make it out of Kevlar or something like that, you <laughs> know, something Kevlar. That's the yeah. stuff they they uh, use. But uh, interesting. But I don't. I don't know that uh, add cost to a vehicle. Man, vehicles cost a lot today. I'm going to take care of mine and drive it as long as I can. They do. They are expensive. All right. Thanks, Bill. It's a Mark, it's, it, it's a Martin Miller used car, so it'll last forever anyway. It you know. sure will. It sure will. Hey, thanks right, for calling in, Bill. Good to hear from you. 855-340-ZONE. That's, a, that's an interesting idea. It's a good Kickstarter project right there, you know? I might want to see that in action. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to invest in it at first, but... I might want one for my house, you know, just put that up, and then my dog just can't get out through the screen door, because every time I have the screen door, he just seems to find a way to run just through it. Just runs through the screen? Just goes. <laughs> You're going to need some industrial steel-type mesh. Yeah. But the, I don't know how that would exactly work. But it's an innovative idea. I like, I like the I like the thinking. Eight five five three four zero zone. Eight five five three four zero zone. We'll take our final break. By the way, coming up at noon, jazz fan show. That's always a great show. But now that we're in season, Kelby Jones, Ryan Van Dorn, and the crew at the jazz fan show. They'll take over at noon, and uh, you will not want to miss it. They they have a little more. Uh, well, they're the fan show. They speak for the fan. They get to just share their opinion and their, and their thoughts, and it's really cool. They uh, they had this all-star story, the Jazz getting the all-star, back in August. Oh, wow. They had sources. They had friends they knew that it. knew it. and We, you know, we just didn't believe them. you got to listen to the Jazz <laughs> Fan Show. So they're at noon, but coming up next, we'll finish up Utah Car Sense with more of your calls at 855-340-ZONE. Ford is having a bit of an issue uh, in their uh, sales department, not news, but maybe – uh, some uh, uh, something of interest, and also one uh, longtime senator here in the United States thinks he has a great idea for how to improve air quality and get you that newest and greatest electric car you've had your eye on for a long time. I'll tell you about it next on Utah Car Sense. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Coach Lou, let's start locally, Utah Cal. Utah is the best team in the Pac-12. I don't think Bowers is going to have what it takes to win in a game like this. It's almost like he's... Mark Miller Subaru by my side? It's no big deal. That's because of the all-new Mark Miller Direct Valet Program available exclusively at Mark Miller Subaru. With Mark Miller Direct... 
I can have my vehicle picked up for service at a location of my choice, like my home or office, by going online or calling. My vehicle is returned to me by the next day at the location of my choice. You've got to try this. Learn more or schedule services now at www.markmillersubaru.com. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Final segment, final half hour, really, here on Utah Car Sense. I'm Austin Horton. George Roska, general sales manager of the Mark Miller Subaru Midtown store, is on hand here. And Eric Jensen's taking your phone calls at 855-340-ZONE. Uh, we'll get out to Jim in just a moment, but George, you guys are, uh, we're coming up on the holiday push. Things getting really, really busy. Yeah. You guys got a lot going on at Mark Miller Subaru, but every year uh, we, we come up on this time of year and we have a lot of charity work that goes down. We do. With the, uh, the uh, now I just spaced it, the- Share the love Share of the it. love of yeah. it. Thank you. Yes, share the love. We're just gearing up. It hasn't quite started yet. Um, I think this year it starts right around Thanksgiving okay. and goes until the end of the year. I'm trying to get the, the final- It's usually in November yeah. or something. Yeah, some yeah, yeah, right, right in, uh, in November, but uh, they've done it 11 years now. They've donated over $140 million. Um, it's just been an incredible event, and it's something that Subaru's done differently than any other car manufacturer out there. Usually along the holidays, it's, you know, buy this great deal. And, you know, it, it's not about that with Subaru. It's actually about, yes, we want to sell cars and, and we want to do that every day. But really a, 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 around the holidays is when we want to give back, not just take back from the community. We, we, we want to give back. So Subaru's partnered with ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, and National Park Foundation. And then we also park, uh, partner with local charities that make a big impact in our community here. I love it. And you get to choose where your donation goes. Yeah. So we partner with Volunteers of America and Nuzzles & Co. Um, are our partners with Mark Miller Subaru. And you get to choose one of the two great organizations. And then we also donate um, a match on behalf of Mark Miller Subaru as well. It's a, it's incredible. So it's if you are uh, get gearing up to get a new vehicle or or lease a new vehicle, make sure that you, uh, if you can, I would recommend waiting until the Share the Love event. You know, if, if, if that's what uh, <laughs> makes it for you and uh, makes get you feel better about... Get one now about. and then get another one then, too, uh, you know. <laughs> no, I've, I've done that before, actually. I've waited until Share the Love to get a car because I wanted to, to be part of it and donate. So right, exactly. I, I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> 855-340-ZONE is the phone line. You get to uh, enter a, into the four-pack of VIP Lounge movie passes. 855-340-ZONE. Jim is our next caller. Hi, Jim. Oh, I'm sorry. We, oh, Jim, we lost Jim. lost Jim. Call us back, Jim. We'll get you right in. 855 855- Three four O zone. In the meantime, we were talking a couple weeks ago about uh, California. Oh, I always forget the name. the The big Pacific Gas and Electric PG and E PG and E out there in California. They were shutting down all their transistors and, and transformers because a few years back they had a fi- wildfire that they were blamed for. They had to pay millions and millions of dollars, put them into bankruptcy almost, and so they shut down power. Because the high winds were, were swirling up there in California. Yeah, they have old equipment, from what I hear, and, and the high winds cause these lines to break and can cause these, these large wildfires. So that's why you've been hearing a lot in the news lately about all these blackouts and power outages in California. And we brought it up here on this show a couple weeks ago because there was a up there in the north uh, part of California, there's a lot of electric vehicles. 
that's true. up there, and they weren't unable to be charged. Yeah, that's I because mean, of the shutdown. When you know you don't have electricity, you can't charge your car. It's it's a rough one, uh, and so that's why it made its way onto the show. But uh, at the time, we were kind of like, okay, I understand what PG&E is talking about. They don't want to be having to pay millions of dollars again. They don't want to be blamed for wildfires, but this is getting ridiculous. Well, it turns out that they had missed one of their transformers, hadn't shut it off. High winds picked up, picked back up again this week, and has now caused uh, a raging wildfire in northern and central California uh, or rather in Northern California, and it is now burning uh, 4,300 th- 4, acres and growing. And it's it was caused by this transformer uh, and high winds from PG&E. So it, it's wild stuff. This might be the end for PG&E. For PG&E. I don't know how they survive. They yeah. were like, they claimed they were by hanging on by a thread already because of what they'd had to pay for in the past. This one might kick them over the edge though this, this i don't know how they come back from this so well this is one of those cases where you know we talk about doing maintenance on your car and if you don't do it now you're going to do it later and pay for it more this is they didn't do the maintenance when they when they had to some of this equipment's over a hundred years old yeah they haven't been maintaining it they've been taken because pg and e is an investor-owned utility um yep. they're out to make profit they don't necessarily care about the communities they serve as long as they're making a profit everything's great well now the profit has stopped being made and now we're going to see what happens and my guess is tax taxpayers are going to be bailing out a lot of these these companies yeah. 855-340-ZONE if you have a thought a question a comment we'd love to hear it 855-340-ZONE and jim is back with us on the line hi jim hey jim is jim there eric there we go. Hi, Jim. I got, hi there. I got a question and a comment. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I got a 2002 Acura. Actually, it's my wife. She lets me drive it. She's got a brand new one. But uh, it's got 202,000 miles on it. It's the best damn car. But uh, when it's hot weather on the radio on AM, when it's, it, it doesn't work. It goes to static. FM will work. But when it's... Uh, only it only does that in the summertime when it's real hot outside yeah so i'm just wondering what would be causing it just on the am radio we hear this a lot about am radio in extreme weather or extreme temperature one way or the other if it's really hot or if it's really cold your am uh, radio may sometimes not work and it it certainly won't be as clear in hot or cold weather as it is in mild temperatures well, my guess is he's yeah, got that, either that, a. This uh, is only in the extreme hot time during the summer. Yeah. You know, any, any other times it works perfect good. Yeah, my guess is he's just got either like a, a broken connection in his antenna or a short circuit somewhere to where when it's hot, it's just causing that connection to weaken a little bit and, uh, and, and causing the static. But yeah, get your antenna checked out. Okay, it's, it's a good car. It still runs like a champ, two, over 200,000 miles. Okay, another a comment I got. My son and his wife, they bought that new Ascent last year about this time. They, they got it from you guys, too, Mark Miller, and uh, they love it. But it's just kind of funny. Uh, they only had it a couple weeks, and they, his wife had it. They had a new baby, and on the way home back to Twilla, they hit a damn deer, wrecked oh. the car. Oh, sorry oh, no. to hear. Were they okay? Baby okay? <laughs> Their newest set, everything was okay, you know, but it was just 
a brand new car. They only had a couple hundred miles on it, but uh, what timing? They really liked it. I said. Oh, they, well. they love it. So. Sorry to hear about the so, accident, but glad glad that everyone was okay. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah they, they like it. Okay, well, thanks for the comment or the talking to you. Oh, thanks, thanks, Jim. Thanks, Appreciate Jim, for it. calling in. Uh, the the way the little I know about radio frequencies, AM, the the, the air density will affect your AM signal. So yeah. if it's really really hot weather. Or if it's really, really cold weather, that air density blocks the AM signals from clearly getting out, getting through. Now, AM signals will travel further right. than FM. That's why you, AM is a little more staticky than FM because it's reaching further distances, mm. going through uh, air better than FM. Uh, but uh, in the extreme hot or extreme cold, radio radio waves do get affected by that. That just kind of happens. But it's not a bad idea. To at least check the 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 hardware, yeah, the the antenna, possibly get a new one, and then it will maybe not work perfectly, but you'll still work. And if that doesn't work, pick us up on the streaming. Streaming's always off, always yeah. on, and awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say there at twelve eighty thezone dot com or the Zone Sports Network radio app. Eight five five three four zero zone eight five five three four zero zone. Back out to the phone lines we go, and we talk with Jim again. Going back to Jim, another Jim. Hi, Jim. Oh, same Jim. Got Jim's Jim got another question. Jim, you there, buddy? All right. Well, sorry uh, to me. Oh, so is, is uh, sorry. What's your name, sir? Justin. Justin. Man. Yes, sir. I am terrible at listening. Sorry. Go ahead, That's Justin. That's on me, Justin. <laughs> I apologize. Oh, you're fine. No worries. Um. So I got. I just got re- recently got given a BMW 750 Li. It's a 2007. Okay. Um, my the guy I work for gave it to me because it went into limp mode and he didn't want to deal with it. Um, cool. I plugged it in, flashed like 12 codes. Um, everything that I've read on the the Beamer uh, blogs have said that it's probably the ISM. Is there anything else that might be... It's flashing uh, crankshaft sensor and transmission sensors. How many... Uh, how many my, and what, which, which series of BMW was this? It's a 750 Li. Okay. With the eight-cylinder. And how many miles are on it? 140. Okay, so it's out of warranty, clearly, since 2007. Not too yeah. bad miles since 2007. But... No, I just don't know no. much about the, the, the German cars. Um, I'd recommend taking it to, like, a, you know, a specialized European shop and seeing, you know, have them take a look at it. Yeah. There's, okay. There's, yeah, there's... I was just hoping not to pay a ton. Yeah, and yeah. that's the trade-off with BMW, isn't it, Justin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah go, go, yeah. See, go yeah. see Jack over at Precision European Auto Repairs. He he helps me out on my Jaguar and is always really fair, and um, I feel like you'll get good service there. Jack at Precision? Jack oh. at Precision Auto Repair. And uh, you said you were given okay. this BMW, right? Yeah, it went into limp mode, and he was like, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, that's because he was going to trade it in anyway. But if you got it given to you, maybe go have Jack at least uh, tell you what it's going to cost to fix it. Maybe it'll be worth it to you yeah, to get it fixed. Right. So, sorry, we don't yeah. know the All answer right, well, right off hand. Thank you, Justin. Thanks for calling in. Eight five five three four zero zone. Yeah, I, so many things it could be. I just 
Yeah, you get into the weeds. The of Mercedes, those. the BMW, yeah. the yeah. Porsche. They're great cars, but you got to know what you're doing when you're working on them, or else you could cause more damage or more issues down the road. And it, you know, it is true. Those cars are great machines. They run well. They're incredibly uh, put together, and they've been around a long, long time. But the repairs are costly. The on repairs those are costly. Yep. Yeah. So that's the trade-off. But hey, if you got it for free, and like I said, 2007 to have 110,000 miles—it's not a lot of miles. Not, not. No. It's less than 10 a year. But probably spent a lot of time in the shop. Probably has. <laughs> yep. But hey, it's a free BMW, man. There you go. Even if it's even if you have another car, you still have a free BMW to play yeah. around with. Yeah. So maybe he can fix it and sell it. Yeah. That'd be a great idea. Put a little money in and make some profit. Uh, 855-340-ZONE. you got just a few minutes here, about 10 minutes to get your calls in. 855-340-ZONE. We had four calls in the first hour. We're currently at four calls in the second hour. Chances are pretty good. So you've got a good shot at winning this uh, one in nine if you're the next caller. 855 855- Three four zero zone. Wanted to talk uh, with you, George, about what's going on with Ford's uh, third quarter. They uh, they were just gutted by their third quarter sales. The Ford Explorer, I should be more specific. Uh, this is from Autoblog.com, saying that the uh, the build quality issues persist with the Ford Explorer. But Ford says the fourth quarter is looking good, even though the third quarter was way down. We talk about Ford's issues all the time when it comes to sales they are the leader in they make more vehicles in america than any other maker because of the truck series Mm -hmm. the f-150 series the f-series of trucks and they seem to make those really well and that's their forte and they're really strong there but where they miss the mark or they fall short is in their sedans which they've cut completely back except for two models yeah or one model mustang really and that's not a sedan it's just a car yeah uh, but and then they've got the Explorer Expedition that kind of thing. But they're cutting those back too. But I know a lot of people who drive Ford Explorers, and they seem to always be having to take that those things in for for work and to get looked at and fixed. And that's why these cells are dipping. At what point do you think Ford should just call it a day and focus on the Mustang and the F Series? I actually don't think they you should don't. call it a day. Okay. No, and and I was kind of. I was disappointed when I heard that they were, you know, going out of the car market, right? Um, they invented the car. They were the kind of the original car company. And it's just, it's sad to see them kind of give up on that because I don't think it's the end of the car. And I don't think, you know, the, obviously the Explorer, there's so much demand out there for these large SUVs. Yeah. It's why you see Subaru coming into the market with the Ascent. It's why you see all these, you know, the Highlanders and the Pilots and everything selling so well. Is There's demand there. People just want good cars. And it's it it's sad that Ford can't get their quality right because it's not like the Explorer's a new car for them or anything. Right. They, they, then this has been their bread and butter <laughs> for decades now. It's been around a while. Like Focus, guys, come on! <laughs> oh, Focus! Yeah, See, yeah. They're the Ford Focus. Yeah. Uh, remember and, the Fiesta? and now I hear they're yeah. going to introduce a new electric SUV. Oh, they are. Yeah, there. It's 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 the Mustang SUV. You haven't heard what? of this thing. What's a Mustang SUV? Well, it's not a Mustang SUV. It's got kind of like the Mustang design cues, okay. you know, as far as that fastback kind of look. Okay. Um, but it's going to be all electric, and it's going to be an SUV. Um, it's part of their new big push into electrification. And, wow. Um, so maybe that's why the Explorer has been having issues. They're putting all their focus into developing new vehicles. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, hey, I've always wanted to own a Mustang. I think Mustangs are so cool. 
but uh, I don't know if I want a you, Mustang SUV. You want to rent a Mustang is what you want to do. That's probably true. Go out for a fun weekend, <laughs> rent a convertible, go down to southern Utah. <laughs> yep. All right, let's get back out to the phone lines, 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. I think we have Cole on the line. Is that Eric? Is it Cole? Who we have here? We have Kellen on the line. Kellen, thank you. Hi, Kellen. Hey, what's up? How are you, sir? Thanks for calling in. I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? Good. What can we do for you? Oh, I was just calling in. Oh, yeah. So uh, you want to enter for the movie passes. you got to have a, a question, a comment, a story about cars, or really anything but to qualify. You can't. It's not just call in and qualify. you got to have a, something to bring to the table for us. Oh, Austin, can you just do this for me? <laughs> well, ask me a question about cars. You can come up with something real quick. Ask me anything about cars. Tell me anything what about is cars. Your least, what is your least favorite supercar? See, that is a good way of getting qualified to enter to enter to win the movie pass. And now by supercar, <laughs> do you mean like Lamborghini, Ferrari? Is that what you mean by supercar? Yeah. My least favorite is the ones I can't afford, which is all of them. <laughs> Uh, All of them. Okay. Not a big fan of. So I I remember growing up, kids uh, in my neighborhood, in my classes and stuff, would all have trapper keepers or folders or posters of these supercars. They never really appear uh, appealed to me ever. I was the weirdo that whenever there was a get to know you questionnaire, said, "What's your dream car?" I put uh, like a Honda Accord or something silly. I was that weirdo. I thought you were going to say cross track. No, well, now it's the Crosstrek. <laughs> See, I, I, earlier in the show I was talking how I grew up on Honda, and I still love Honda, but I have fallen in love with Subaru as well. Now, I might put the STI, the new the new WRX, it's not quite a supercar. Yeah. It's priced like one, but, hey, you get a lot of fun out of a WRX. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Kellen. Thanks for calling in. You're entered to win the, the movie passes. 855-340-ZONE. Dodge Viper. A lot of people liked Dodge Viper back in my junior high days. You don't like it though. Never that's, really appealed that's your to least me. favorite. I would I would probably say Dodge Viper too. I think yeah. Yeah, it's a Dodge. Yeah. I mean the the Lambos are where it's at. I mean if you're talking supercar, <laughs> you're talking Lambo. I want it loud, I want it bold, I want it to spit out fire from the back. I want to, yeah, just spit out fire from the back. You want a Mad Max Lamborghini <laughs> yeah, yeah, is what you that's want. That's what I want. <laughs> Uh, has have you ever do you ever watch Comedians of Cars getting coffee? Uh huh. I love that show. Has he ever had a Lamborghini on that I show? Think I don't so. think so either. No, he does like kind of quirky old cars, classics. Yeah, I don't think there's there's that many good old Lambos out there. He I just recently watched the one. It's old, but I watched the one with John Stewart where he starts out in an AMC Gremlin. Uh huh. Because that was John Stewart's first car he ever bought, uh-huh. and then like around the block, they switched to the AMC. Is it a 300? I can't remember. Yeah, it's like a sports remember. car. Yeah. And it's so crazy, the difference yeah, from a Gremlin yeah. and, and that <laughs> car. But it was one I had never seen before, that car. I'd never, I didn't know yeah. AMC made a, yeah. a muscle car. 855-340-ZONE. Eric, I'm so sorry. I was talking when you told me the name of our caller. I don't know who we have here on the line. 855-340-ZONE. Brian. Brian is on the show. Hi, Brian. Yeah, hello, gentlemen. Hey, um... <clears throat> I just had a question. I'm looking to buy a Dodge 1500, and I'm just wondering how much more aggressive do they get on the pricing average, uh, say, like the last couple weeks of December versus, like, say, right now or in November? Um, I mean, can I really expect to save more by waiting toward the end of the year? 
It's a good question for on the average. Or, yeah, a, I think a lot of people have that question. George, you're a sales manager. What do you think? Um, I, without knowing the Dodge kind of product and, and when their model year changeover happens, I'd, I'd look at that first just to make sure. Because what could happen is if you wait, let's say they're clearing out the 19s right now and the 20s are coming out and maybe by January they don't have any 19s left. So there, there could be good deals out there, but there might not be enough inventory left. So you want to you know, you want to check that first, uh, do a little bit of shopping around and get a little bit uh, you know familiarized with the inventory levels on the ground. Um, but yes, I have heard that, especially with trucks in the past, um, that last month and especially that kind of last week of the year, um, you know, they've got to hit numbers for the year, numbers for the month. Um, they are really just pushing out some some deals. So there are definitely uh, deals to be had out there if you can find the cars. Okay. And then if, if you have time, my son got a, a Volkswagen Tiguan with the 2.0. And then we we're kind of just looking at some of the Atlas and the Volkswagen SUVs. And I was really shocked at the poor gas mileage in those Volkswagen SUVs. So that was just not really a question. It's just kind of a comment that I was thinking that was really weird of Volkswagen to do that compared to the other SUVs with much better gas mileage. What, yeah. what do they get? So, uh, you know, like the Atlases, I believe, it's almost like as much as my truck. I drive a Dodge 1500 right now, and it's about the same. I mean, I was expecting much much higher uh, fuel efficiency, and it's just it's not. Hmm. So yeah. it's just uh, it's kind of a weird thing that I noticed kind of out of them, I thought. Yeah, interesting. Um, I haven't really looked at the, the Volkswagen fuel economy, but yeah, pulling it up, the Tiguan gets 22 and 29. Um, not terrible for, a, you know, a, a fairly sizable SUV, but yeah, not as good as you see some some competitors up there. Especially are, with, it's a four-cylinder up in the 30s. It should you be know? higher than yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, and I think that uh, that big Volkswagen, the Atlas, that's got a six-cylinder, um, if I remember right. So that's definitely going to be, you know, using up some gas. All right, uh, hey, appreciate your show. It's always always nice to hear some car talk on radio. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Right, thanks for calling in. We're here every Saturday, 10 to noon. 855-340-ZONE. Uh, just a couple minutes left. Let's squeeze Matt in. Hi, Matt. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, I just had a quick question for you. I I hear you guys talk a lot about electric vehicles, and there's a lot of rumors about a Tesla truck going around <laughs> i've yeah. always been a truck driver i drive a pickup truck as my daily driver yeah just wondering what you guys think if the rumors are true and what kind of power and what kind of load ratings they might be talking about thanks for the question matt my uh caveat here is if tesla's talking about it it's Wait, not a, true until you tesla see a rumor yeah no way. i don't know <laughs> i think tesla is greek for rumor i don't know uh but hey uh thanks for the question yeah, we've seen we see all kinds of crazy stuff. What does Elon Musk Tesla? refer to it? The Cybertruck? That's what he called it. The yeah. Cybertruck. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be totally unconventional and look like something out of Mad Max again. <laughs> so when it happens, it'll be true, is my answer for a Tesla rumor. It's fun to talk about, it's fun to dream about, it's fun to banter around, but if it's not in front of me, I don't think it's true with when it comes to Tesla. Sorry. That's just they've yeah. promised a lot and delivered a little. Yeah, in my opinion. it might come out in the next decade. We'll see. Well, we got time for for one more, or we need to wrap up here, Eric? Okay. 
We have time for one more quickly. Why don't we go out to Paul? Paul, final call of the day. How are you? Thanks for calling in. Hello, Paul. 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 Hello? Hey, there you are. Hey, Paul. I just seen a car the other day I hadn't seen for I don't know how many hundreds of years, and it was called a McLaren sports car. Oh. It brings me back to the old days when I used to have Jaguars. I had an old 54 Jaguar Roadster, and but I I hadn't. That's the first time I'd seen a McLaren, and I don't know how long. Yeah, McLarens are awesome. I haven't that seen one in a long cool. time either. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for calling in. All right, that's going to do it for the show. We had 12 callers this week. I've got them in random order, thanks to uh, my uh, beautiful random.org list. I'll hit randomize. And, Eric, pick me a number between 1 and 12, buddy. Uh, let's go with 9. 9 goes to the second caller of the day, Ray, who had the uh, Tesla X. All Wondered right, if Ray. the Tesla X was a real thing. It is. Yeah. Been around for a few years. Come pick up your movie passes. Uh, the uh, Give it till about Wednesday next week. And uh, Andrea, down there at the Midtown Store, have your movie passes ready. So go in and get them, Ray. Thank you so much. George, good to have you here this week. Appreciate good to be here. It. Thank you. For George Roska and Eric Jensen, I'm Austin Horton. See you next week on Utah Car Sense. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Coach Lou, let's start.